Love is flat and with very limited resources in Burton, England. It's the weekly late show later tonight live, the podcast with Rap Bachelor. Now here's your host, Rap Bachelor. Calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. Hello, hello, thank you, thank you, and welcome to our second ever show, everyone. It's a big deal, it's a big deal. Some shows never get to the second episode. It's true, and some critics actually said that our pilot episode was so poor that we would also get cancelled on the spot, but we showed them who's boss. It's true, it's true. Thank you again, no thank you, seriously. It's only because of all of you watching in the crowd, all of you watching on your TVs at home, and everyone listening on the podcast that we're, we're still here. Now I'm, you know, talking about... Okay, <laughs> calm down, no, calm down, seriously. Calm down, I said stop, I said stop. Now, uh, talking about bosses... You know, we're going to now do a classic talk show, <laughs> a talk show, um, you know, segue. Talking about bosses, let's talk about the boss or the country we reside in, and that is England. So just like Boris Johnson, okay, calm, calm down, calm down, okay, calm, calm down, okay, okay. Just like Boris Johnson, who is also a boss, he has this week decided to prorogate Parliament illegally for the second time. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Now, you see, taking inspiration from him, I've decided to formally prorogue this monologue. I know, I know, well, you don't have to be that happy about it. You haven't got to be that pleased about it. But, um, and, so, you know, we're taking inspiration from him. We're taking inspiration from real life events. So, um, I've decided we've, we've I've actually hired an official prorogation Chancellor, and um, they're actually here. So please, may you all now stand for the ceremony. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Chancellor, we are hereby ever that this show be suspended until further notice, indefinitely. Lil Rolfie, star of the sitcom Lil Rolfie on Rollerblades. What are you doing here? You're not a guest. And didn't you hear the person wearing the fancy uniform? The show is suspended. No! No! Not according to this contract. It says that you can't suspend the show without the Queen's permission. That's true. Uh, that, um... Little Rolfie, you've got a, you've got actually got a, a good point. Um, yeah, I did forget about that. Actually, give give me one second. I'm I'm gonna ring her now. Uh, hey hey Queen. Yeah 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 yeah. Uh, you want do you do you want to help me out? No. You're a big fan. Oh no 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 that yeah that uh, it would be my pleasure then. Uh, uh, you, you sure? Okay well thank thank you for the phone call. 
Okay, okay, uh, uh, okay, uh, 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 that was me putting the phone down and, and crowd, well, it looks like the show is back on the road. Thank you very much, the Queen has denied my request. It looks like she has saved the day. We have a great show for you tonight, everyone. We have our first ever remote segment. I know, I know, I know. And joining us later is the award-winning actor, Liam Murray Scott. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Have you ever needed a go to the toilet but you run out of time? Well, I, that's pretty bad, but I can tell you now we have a port, port you've heard of portaloos. We now have even more portable portaloos. They fit in your pocket and they can you can do at least two defecations. That is the, the portable portaloo made now. Gillette, the, the best a man can get. We are back, we are back. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much for still tuning in. Now, I thought now would be a good time. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, you've really got to, you've got to stop the, you've got to stop the cheering. We've got a show to do. We've got a, <laughs> that very, you quickly turned it off. Very, either way, actually, can you stop cheering? There we go, you're back. Okay, we, we are back. I thought now would be a good time to check in on my partner in crime, band leader to the seven circles of jazz, it's Satan! <laughs> How's your week been, Satan? Been hellish. <laughs> hellish. <laughs> oh god, you crack me up. I crack the skulls of non-believers. Okay, too far. This is why you nearly got fired after last week. We, we talked about this. It, it's just my nature. I'm evil, but devilishly handsome. <laughs> <laughs> you sly dog. That's why you're the band leader. Everyone, give it up one more time. For Satan! <laughs> yeah, he deserves that. He deserves that. Play a bit of the, play a bit of the twinkly keys there. <laughs> I love this. So, so talented. Your fingers are so big, but you're so dexterous. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, now I'm yeah, we're going to focus back on me. Now, crowd, um, we're trying our best here to be a, a late night show of the ages. And um, something that a late night show does um, very often is they film remote. And this is where the talk show host goes out into the public and they ask real people questions and they go on the scene and they report things for you. Which is why um, I decided that I will do my first ever remote. Thank you very much, thank you very much. Um, now, um, one of my writers told me that they went to Brighton Beach this week. And I kid you not, even though it's autumn, they saw some people swimming. I know. Now to get to the bottom of this, I went to Brighton Beach myself and I took a camera crew and um, this is what happened. So I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Ref Bachelor here and welcome to the first ever um, outdoors location remote on the weekly late show, Later Tonight Live, the podcast with Ref Bachelor. I'm here at Brighton Beach um, and I'm here mainly so that I can figure out from the public of Brighton and the important people why they are still swimming in the ocean. 
we are now officially in autumn. It's an autumnal type of day. It is wet, it is windy, and frankly, I should be indoors. And I'm here so that I can interview the great Brightonian residents and figure out what on earth are they thinking? Okay, I've actually found my first guest here. This is the person I actually wanted to talk to the most uh, when discussing this story, once um, all the staff told me that we were going on this trip. Um, I've actually got exclusive interview rights with the sea itself, with the Brighton Beach Sea itself. Um, I thought that we should go straight to the source and see what the sea thinks about people bathing in it at such a cold temperature. Um, thank you for joining us today, C. Um, how, do you, how would you like me to, to call you? I've never talked to an entity of water. Little B, that's fine by me. Um, and so, uh, I just wanted to say, uh, how many people have actually swum um, within you today, if that's not rude of me to ask? That many. That seems absolutely... Um, that, I'm, I'm sorry, but that seems... You know, and there's one. There's someone right now. I can see them. They 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 look like they're drowning. Are oh, you just you're playing a game? Yes. Um, and so, you know, since what what, you know, when do you personally think people should stop swimming within you? They should never swim in me. Exactly. That's that's what I've been telling all our viewers. Well, I, actually, I haven't. It's only us at the show. Um, and you know, have you watched the show? Obviously, it must be hard. You can't look through someone's window. No, okay. Well, thank you very much for um, for the time and this interview. And, um, I'm, I'm glad that we finally cracked the code once and for all. Incredible, incredible. Our first ever remote. Our first ever remote. The first of many on the weekly Late Show Later Tonight Live, the podcast. I know, I know. Well, from a first to a tried and tested format, next up we have the rundown. It's everyone's favourite rundown of all the late night from last week. And so next up, it's the rundown. The rundown. The rundown, everyone. I know, it's everyone's favourite segment of the show. Favourite segment of the show by far. It's the rundown. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. So I love this job. I love this job. To talk about late night, it's incredible. It's uh, definitely not a, a waste of time and a um, uh, waste of resources. <laughs> okay, this is the rundown. We're getting serious now. Now, um, on last week's show, um, I had a lot of explaining to do to explain to you and the audience um, what late night was. <laughs> and, <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's funny to think that um, only a week ago, no one understood what it was, but I've, I've, uh, I've put it on the uh, I've put it on the map, as they say. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know. Anyway, all I'm saying, okay, stop. All I'm saying is that last week the rundown did take a bit of time, um, and so this week I'm going to try and make sure it goes quicker. How does everyone feel about that? Very good. Not that. Yep. Yeah. Okay, you feel good about it. You feel good about it. Okay. Very good. So I'm going to go through, and I'm going to say my favourite thing from each show. So is everyone ready for? The Rundown. The Rundown. I know, I know, I know, I know everyone loved it. Everyone loved it last week. Now that's also, I want, I want more silence for this segment. We're going to start the segment 
We're going to do the same order as last time because why the hell not? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. With Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Now, this week on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, he talked about China. Um, not only did he talk about China, but he deep delved into their one-child policy um, and how that has um, affected the Chinese people and affected their policies. And he also looked into how they've now raised it into uh, a two-person, a two-child-per-couple policy. Um, it was a really informative episode, it, um, less on the comedic side. And uh, I, I, for one, learned much more about China. And so let's uh, thank John Oliver and, and his writing staff for illuminating the issue. <laughs> that, uh, you're meant to clap. You're meant to clap. There we go. Um, overall, my favourite part of this episode would have just been the, the stuff I, I learned, I guess. My, the best thing would have been... Um, I, I, let's say, I think that the funniest and the best part was when he looked into uh, the side effect of the um, one-child policy, which is that there's way more men to females. Um, and uh, and in doing so, there's a, a market and for not only sex dolls, but a market for um, pickup lines and a whole lot of things. It was um, funny, strange, and informative. And that was this week on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. <laughs> I know, I know. We're now going to go onto The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Now, um, Colbert um, had a really good week. Um, uh, he, had, he had many things. He had Kevin Smith and Jason Muse um, talking about their new Jane, Son and Bob. Um, they also had a, a funny segment that they brought back called Corrupt or Dumb. Um, and they also had a funny skit called The Swamp Attorneys, um, which is all stuff I would recommend. Um, also, a funny thing was that um, they talked a lot about how uh, Trump said that uh, he wanted a border wall which had a pit of alligators and spikes on the wall and all that stuff. And, uh, I know, I know. It's, 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 it's true. <laughs> it's true. That's why it's so funny. Anyway, um, Colbert then showed that from his old Comedy Central show, The Colbert Report, he, as part of his conservative jokey character, he used to always call for a wall to be uh, filled with alligators, and so he um, did a whole skit about how Trump copied his comedy routine, so that was really funny, but the best thing, I think, from the late show of Stephen Colbert this week, well, last week, <laughs> I know, I know, uh, would have been his interview with the ever-reclusive and elusive Tom York, I know, I know, Tom York, possibly the frontman to the greatest band of all time. Um, he rarely does um, talk show interviews, and so it was a real treat. Um, he once, uh, the, the whole band once went on the Colbert Report, um, so I, it's nice to think that he has some kind of relationship now with this show. And um, it was a really sweet and endearing interview between two people that seem to respect each other. And um, Tom York came across lighter and, and, you know, more carefree than I've ever seen him before. And so that was my favourite part of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Thank you. We're now going to go across to Conan on TBS. Um, as I said last week, I don't think this has been... Um, you know, I feel like Conan has had some really good stretch of shows. Uh, last week wasn't the best. Um, and this week, I don't think it had the most amazing uh, guests that he's ever had. Um, but it had some funny monologues. Um, I think the my favourite thing from Conan this week would have been his interview with David Cross. Um, David Cross, a very funny person. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh, yeah, he's, he's a funny man. 
Um, but the funniest thing, actually, and it was showed showed me again why I think Conan is maybe the quickest witted of the talk show hosts is um, that after David Cross told a story about um, him being on a playground of his kid, Conan um, then told a really funny story about uh, how he once was at a playground of his kid and a fan came up to him and asked him if uh, if any of the kids were his. And that was, you know, he did it better than me. He did it better than me. That was probably the best bit from Conan this week. But side note, um, Conan, I think the best thing he does at the moment, apart from his Conan Without Borders, is he has a podcast. Um, just like this is also a podcast, not just a TV show. And, um, yep, let's clap for podcast. Clap for podcast. Very much so. Very much so. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah, you, you should be quiet. You should be quiet. Um, so he has a, a podcast. It's called... Um, Conan O'Brien needs a friend, and season two, season <laughs> season two, it's live. We can't cut out. Season two started today, and he has an interview with um, one of the greatest talk hosts of all time, one of the greatest legacies of late night, and that is Mr. David Letterman. There we go. I know, and I wanted to say I finished listening to it before uh, we came live on stage tonight, um, and it's one of my favourite podcast episodes of any podcast. I thought it was. Um, incredibly funny, incredibly uh, heartwarming. It was great to have these two people who have done this strange job for such a long time talk about the the small parts of being a talk show host. And Conan obviously admires Letterman. And that's, um, you know, that's a thing that people know about him. But it was also lovely to see how much... David Letterman seems to admire Conan and I just thought it was a really incredible, funny and just great episode of a podcast. If that could be counted in the um, power rankings, I don't think it really can. Um, But if so, it probably would be at the top. But that is Conan this week. Yeah. Very much so. Next up, we're going to talk about The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Um, He had some... I'm not going to lie. I was... Pleasantly surprised because I thought the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon was really good this week. <laughs> Don't, we're not low. I know people like to people like to get annoyed at Jimmy Fallon, but this week he had a really great interview with Joaquin Phoenix. I thought uh, they had great chemistry. Um, I think his kind of childlike demeanor works really well against a kind of gruff, not wanting to be there um, interviewee. Uh, it's a chemistry that I don't think happens enough. I think the issue is when Jimmy Kim when Jimmy when Jimmy Fallon is up against someone who's like really eager to be there and really excitable, sometimes it just it doesn't really fit. I don't think he's very good at kind of um bouncing off the guests. But when uh, there's a duality like there was with this interview, I think it was really funny. Um yeah, he did a funny joke about whack is extra. Um Wacking Phoenix went behind the desk and started interviewing him and Jimmy Fallon then did a really funny impression of Wacking Phoenix. Um, overall this week, I might as well say that I think the best guest this week, and they're on it, they were on two shows, would be Wacking Phoenix. Very Wacking Phoenix. Wacking. Famous um, for um, not exactly being a fan of doing interviews. Um, but for someone who doesn't like interviews, has been part of some classic interviews especially his uh kind of quasi fake interview that he did with david letterman back in the day um there was also a great performance by angel olsen doing a song all mirrors 
Um, Taylor Swift was a guest. Taylor Swift. Yes, very much so. And she, um, she was funny. They did um, a, a funny segment where they had to guess songs. Um, and I think the... Um, also, there was a funny bit. I just noticed that Jimmy Fallon walks off stage when someone kind of like makes fun of him. And that was... I laughed a few times at that. Okay, okay. You can all... You can all yeah, all right, all right. I'm not... A, I'm not pretending to be above this, okay? I'm just a talk show connoisseur. Anyway, um, I think my favourite thing would either be his interview of Working Phoenix or it was his Mad Lib Theatre performance with Natalie Portman. Um, I thought it was really funny. It reminded me of SNL because it was that kind of skit. I think that's where Jimmy Fallon comes across the best and him and Natalie Portman kind of laughing at this scenario they'd put themselves in. Really great. I think everyone should go and watch the Mad Lib theatre skit with Natalie Portman. He had a, you know, the the biggest guest this week, I think it's fair to say. And I thought it was a great show for him. That was The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Next up. Okay. 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 Calm down. I know the rundown's very fun. We're trying to go as quick as we can. Next up, I'm going to talk about Jimmy Kimmel Live. Now, Jimmy Kimmel Live had some great stuff. Um... Everyone, we should have mentioned it, but obviously everyone was still talking about the Trump whistleblower scandal. And I thought a lot of people did some good stuff about it. But I think um, Jimmy Kimmel might have been the funniest just because of how petty and childlike his Trump takedowns were. So let's give him a, um, a little cheer there for his um, Trump takedowns. Um, but there was two interviews that I think Jimmy Kimmel did, which... Um, stole the show and that would have been um first his interview with Joaquin Phoenix it's um gotten a lot of press now because it, it featured a um now revealed to be fake behind the scenes clip of Joaquin getting mad and I thought that was funny um Joaquin and Jimmy Kimmel both kind of had the demeanor of people that didn't really want to be there it was I thought really strange and surreal um and just in- incredibly funny and I think Joaquin Phoenix is just one of the all-time great guests even if he thinks he isn't. Maybe he does think he is. It's all an enigma. But um, the video that, the interview that I think people, has been kind of overshadowed because of the Working Phoenix interview is um, Jimmy Kimmel's interview with Danny DeVito. <laughs> I know. I know. He's a funny guy. Um, I thought this was one of the best interviews I've seen in a while in terms of just pure laughs. Danny DeVito is incredibly funny, incredibly charming. Um, he talked a lot about, um, actually, the old TV shows on Taxi, and I thought that was great to have him talk about that because it's always nice when a guest talks about something that isn't what they're doing right now because it kind of breaks the illusion that they're just there to promote whatever they're there for. He did obviously talk a bit about uh, the Jumanji film, and that was funny. Um, but, yeah, it was his stories about Taxi, which were just really lovely, I thought, and, and really endearing. He also did some, you know, sweet, funny stories about his mum, he did this funny thing where when um, Kimmel mentioned Jumanji and not the most, uh, you know, uh, not really with a great segue or anything, um, he kind of just goes like, Jumanji, yeah, um, which was funny. Um, and it all, uh, it all finished with a funny clip of uh, a, a woman with a very realistic Danny DeVito mask and uh, Jimmy Kimmel then puts it on and scares Danny DeVito. It is incredible. Danny DeVito is an American national treasure in my eyes uh, and uh, now cemented himself as one of the all-time great talk show guests. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel Live. Next up, we have the new kid on the block. It's a little late with Lily Singh. Um, I'm, you know, I've now been trying, you know, getting more 
to grips with her um, format and her show. And I think, even though I'm aware that she recorded uh, all these episodes in kind of one big chunk, I think the monologues are getting better. Maybe they're not getting better. Maybe I'm just becoming more used to them. But she did a really funny monologue um, where she calls out the failures of women's fashion. And one thing that I thought was really great is, again, um, she's a host that can do those kind of jokes and it makes it unique because, unfortunately, there isn't enough... uh, diversity in late night you know we've uh, we've, yeah. we've talked about it no not a yeah no, not a laugh <laughs> not that one we weren't we weren't there we, that's the crowd you're really strange your reactions are now you're annoyed at me okay we're not gonna what, what i need to get you back on <laughs> that's, i just do a fart noise when <laughs> you're back on my this is an incredible job anyway um yeah, so her doing a monologue about um, female fashion, I thought was, yeah, really funny. And again, it's kind of playing to the strengths, unfortunately, that there isn't many women in late night and she can do those sort of jokes. I thought it was uh, really fun. And um, But the best thing, the best bit, I think, of her show was that she did a new segment called Save or Shred with the writers of A Little Late with Lily Singh. Um, it's quite similar, I guess, to uh, Seth Meyers' bit where he gets one of the writers out to explain a bad joke. It's very similar. Um, but the difference was that she brings out all of her um, writers, so there's like seven of them, and um, she then says a joke that she vetoed and then um, tells the audience if they should shred it or save it. And um, that's more like it. It was actually a really funny bit. And I've talked before about my favourite thing about late night. Well, maybe not favourite thing, but one thing I love is when they show the behind the scenes when they show the writers, when they show the camera people, it all kind of makes you feel more involved in the process of the show. And it was really um, endearing and really sweet seeing the writers of her show kind of getting really embarrassed and laughing. And it made me, you know, care more for the show because I've seen the writers now. And I, you kind of, once you start seeing the cogs a bit more, you, you start rooting for the whole show overall. And so um, I think this was the best week of A Little Late with Lily Singh so far. And I'm excited to see um, what she does next. So that's A Little Late with Lily Singh. Very good. Next up, we have the Graham Norton Show. It is our um, English host. Um, And um, his second week back, and he had a a stacked uh, cast on his couch. Uh, We had Rennie Zellweger. (laughs) Why are you laughing at? That's what we want for Rennie Zellweger. Uh, we had Lenny Henry, yeah, we had Louis Theroux, very much so, yeah. We, um, uh, and we also had um, Andrew Ridgely from Wham! And the musical guest was Elbow. I thought this was a funny show. I don't think it was one of the um, all-time greats. I think with the Graham Norton show, sometimes it's like lightning in a bottle. And when it's really good, it's really good. Um, but sometimes it's kind of just running on autopilot. And I thought this wasn't the best episode that we've had by a long stretch. But there were some funny moments. I think... Um, the best parts were um, they did a kind of bit about Louis Theroux's famous um, voiceover where they got all the people on the couch to do their own like inner monologues. That was funny because um, I wasn't expecting Graham Norton to do a, a more of a surreal kind of thing. And uh, my favourite thing, though, is when Louis Theroux um, talks about um, his kind of cult status and he shows um, some funny, rude and crude T-shirts with his face on it. Um, I know walking through Brighton, I see those T-shirts everywhere. And it was really funny and sweet seeing Louis Frew be perplexed by um, his own cult status. So that is The Graham Norton Show. <laughs> Very much so. And next up, we're going to talk about 
Late Night with Seth Meyers. Um, in general, Late Night with Seth Meyers, it was, a, you know, it was a fine week for Late Night with Seth Meyers. I think, um, I don't want to every week just say that his best thing was his segment, A Closer Look, where he does a kind of deep dive into the politics of that week. Um, but that probably was the best thing. But the best interview, I think, this week was his interview with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I thought that was hilarious uh, because she is just so funny and there's not much she has to do when she's that funny. She told some really funny stories. She's also great on SNL this week, but that is not a talk show, so we won't talk about it. That's Late Night with Seth Meyers! <laughs> what are you doing? The cr crowd, sometimes I really worry about you. Okay, well... Okay, I guess we're just rewarding empathy. It's all good, it's all good. Next up, we're going to talk about The Late Late Show with James Corden. Um, in general, I thought this was a really great week of The Late Late Show. Um, I think, okay, calm down. I think something that people don't give that show enough credit for is the surreal... Um, yeah, just the surreal aspects of the show. Uh, people always talk about it's kind of viral moments it creates in terms of its carpool karaoke. But I think people don't realize that um, it has a really strange writing um, room full of kind of like funny people from Twitter and funny people, you know, who got famous on, on social media and stuff. And they've created a really surreal, strange show. Um, they don't always go down that route, but when they do, I think it's really funny. Um, they also have recently been doing a lot of um, clown jokes i guess clown skits about all the clowns in media right now um you know uh, yeah that's clap to clowns um so they did a skit about um pennywise and joker uh, joker was played by seth green and pennywise was played by pete holmes and it was all about uh, a group of clowns thinking that um those two big shot clowns are ruining it for everyone else um so that was funny and there was a funny colby smolders interview too um you know but um, overall i think the um that was are you it's a very quiet clap for colby smolders um but the funniest thing you ready you ready there we are the funniest thing the best bit in the late late show of james gordon by far and i'm surprised more people aren't talking about it is um the video that's uh <laughs> it's titled train themed show derails it's with alison jenny and jonathan Vaness. okay calm down um and what this is basically is that Alison Janney and Jonathan Van Ness start the show. James Corden then basically explains that they both love trains and they have a train-themed um, game show for them to do. They both then say they didn't do it. They, they both then say they don't like trains. And then what uh, unravels, I guess, is that um, they have this intricate set, um, this game show called Full Steam Ahead, and um, Jonathan Van Ness... Uh, and Alice and Janney both don't know the answers to any of the train-related questions. So then James Corden ends up uh, just going mad and off the rails and breaking the set. And I thought it was genuinely really funny. I think people should watch it if they haven't given the show a chance. So, yeah, I think the best part and one of the, the best kind of surreal, strange um, talk show moments for a long time. That's the, it's, it's the full steam ahead skit. With Jonathan Van Ness, Alison Janney, that's the best part of the Late Late Show, James Conner! <laughs> Thank you, we're getting there, we're getting there. And next up is Full Frontal with Samantha B. If you uh, listen last week, you know that uh, Full Frontal with Samantha B actually won the Bauer rankings. So <laughs> how will she do? I know, I know. So how will she do this week? Okay, um, Full Frontal with Samantha B. Um, 
this week it was another really really great episode i'm becoming a big fan um she took a lot of her show to talk about um mike pence um which was apt because a lot of people are talking about how trump might get impeached but she decided to see well if he does get impeached who would actually become president that would be um vp mike pence so she then did this whole takedown on how bad he's been for um politics and the country yeah that i don't see how that's a good thing um but anyway um that was a really funny um bit and then uh, the best bit of the show i think is she then does a remote um you know probably better than the remote that we've done this show um <laughs> uh, it's true um she does a remote where she goes to see ilhan omar um an american senator um and she um, meets her kind of uh, crew, as she says, her kind of group of uh, like female senators who are trying to um, impeach Trump and trying to change the game and trying to make um, politics more inclusive. Um, yeah, and it was just a really funny, um, really sweet and uh, really informative interview. Um, there was these funny parts where... Samantha B um, kind of fawns over certain senators that she admires. And then, her, yeah, her interview with um, Ilhan Omar was great. And I think Omar came across as um, really compassionate and, uh, you know, someone who's really fighting for the right causes. And so let's uh, do a big chant because that's, that, that's the best part of Full Front of Samantha B. It's her remote at Washington with Ilhan Omar. <laughs> Thank you. We're nearly there. We only have one more left. We have one more left. We've nearly done it. Um, and that is to talk about The Daily Show. Now, The Daily Show spent a lot of the week, like a lot of the different talk shows, talking about Trump, talking about the whistleblower scandal. Um, and that was all really great um, and really funny, informative stuff. I always love to hear what Trevor Noah has to say about anything Trump-related, because he seems to have this um, really interesting um, take on him. It's like he's kind of slightly removed from the situation and he kind of talks about it as if it's this like weird alien thing. And it's, yeah, it's always feels slightly fresh. But I think the best part, um, there was a funny skit called Roker about um, the news guy called Roker and it was uh, like the trailer of the Joker. You know, it was, yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, but um, there was two things I thought were really great this week from The Daily Show and they both will be, get the best, best part of the show. Um, number one was a really funny thing where... Um, they got one of the correspondents of The Daily Show, um, obviously they have a lot of people uh, who go and do remotes, is Desi Lydic, and she went to investigate the Yelp Mafia. She went to an Italian um, restaurant who believes that um, the site Yelp are uh, uh, getting scrubbing bad reviews because he won't pay for um, like their premium service or something. Uh, and then she went to talk to um, a representative at Yelp who was also a contestant on The Bachelor. It was a really funny thing. I think everyone should go watch that. But I think the best, I said they're both the best, but the most impassioned moment was when Trevor Noah went kind of off script, it seemed, to talk about the um, Amber Geiger um, trial where um, this is about a woman who thought she was in her house, but she went into the wrong house and she was a policeman and then she ended up killing the person who lived in that house. Um, and there's a viral video because the brother of the person who got killed in court cried and hugged her and said he wished that she wouldn't have to go to jail and all this stuff and uh, the, and there's a whole lot of controversy because she only got 10 years anyway everyone I think should watch Trevor Noah talking about this he does this really impassioned speech about why he thinks people are so annoyed about uh, about the feel good factor of this um, 
of this child. Uh, and, and again, I think Trevor Noah does have this way of being really empathetic. And I, I felt saddened talking about it, but I felt hopeful and it was a cry out for compassion. And I thought it was a really impressive um, way to use late night to try and move the needle and make the world a better place. And talking about making the world a better place, it's going to be better once this segment is over because that is it for the rundown. Thank you. We did it. All in, genuinely one take. Genuinely one take. Incredible. Have a word from one of our sponsors, but after that, we have an extended, long, incredibly funny interview with the ever talented and award winning actor Liam Murray Scott. Are you fed up of your phone listening to your talking? Well, you can now buy me. I'm the phone man, and I'll beat up your phone when it listens to you. Um, I've got your back, and I'll never sell your information. But buy one of me. I'm a robot that beats up your phone. Welcome back, and welcome to the show, the award-winning actor and star of Jaws himself, Richard Dreyfus. Um, there might have been a mistake here. Uh, no, well, I'm. No, I'm, I'm checking my notes. It says that uh, you were in What About Bob and Stakeout, and that you were 71 years old. Uh, <laughs> no, I... I mean, I, I recently played Richard Dreyfus in a play. You... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Liam... Liam Murray-Scott. Liam Murray-Scott. Yeah. Let me just double... Um, I'm 25, not 25. 71. Okay, okay. That's... Yeah. Okay. And um, we're, we're going to just go... We are live, but I can... I'll we, do it again. We can just I'd go back yeah, in the, the music. And um, um, Satan, we're going to roll back. Okay. Um, three, two, one. And welcome to the show, the award winning actor, Liam Murray Scott. Hi. I've just double checked my notes and it actually says that you are the son of Richard Dreyfus, and that is what um... no I <laughs> um, the confusion again it I did the play with Ian Shaw son of Robert Shaw of Jaws fame I think that's where the mishap has occurred oh well um, I, I, I think there actually has been a mishap because it sounds like that's who we were trying to book for the show I asked for um, so you 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 didn't write the shark is broken the critically acclaimed smash Edinburgh Fringe Festival hit that wasn't no that, no that was that was Ian yeah. that was Ian yeah not Liam <laughs> so I no, see someone no, yeah because I I told the producer can you get can you get Ian but they probably I probably mumbled I was like can you get Ian and they probably thought Liam yeah is there any chance I mean, you can 
Could you ring him and it's probably too late. I, I could probably... It, it's probably too late? Tr- probably. I mean, like, we're here, we're in the studio. Just because I'm looking at the notes and it says... <laughs> so then... See, the next question makes notes. So, so you didn't even win Best Actor of the Dark Chat Awards. No. I I mean, I won Best Supporting Actor in oh. in a in a three-hander play where we have equal stage time. So you, so you, you did win. You won a, a, you did yeah, win an I, award. I, I did, yeah. A Dark Chat Award at the I won Fringe Festival. A prestigious Dark Chat Award. Yeah. Well, you're still an award-winning actor, and that's good enough for us on the show. So <laughs> welcome, Liam Murray Scott, everyone. Hi, Go with the questions I was going to ask, Ian. Great. Okay. I'll just, I'll do that Great. We'll just then. continue. So, um, here's the first question. Mm-hmm. Um, we did. Uh, did you get any of the late night prep that I sent over? It was. There was prep. Did you? Uh, because you know we're like a, can't we talk about yeah 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 I mean I mean I didn't get the ones you sent but I did we probably sent it probably sent probably sent it to Ian and he's just like okay what well, is this well the, the first question then is um you know as you're an actor yeah you're an actor you are an actor uh, as well I am yeah yeah as, as you're yeah. an actor um if you could play any late night host in a film who who would you who would you be any late night host in a film yeah in a film you know about like about their life about their life or about late night their career yeah. okay ah interesting question um. I think I'd have to go with Chevy Chase, like talking about the 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 story of the Chevy Chase show. Uh, well, um, see, this is the problem when when we get the wrong guess, <laughs> because the the thing is, um, I don't, I don't think that show exists. Are you talking about the actor um, Chevrolet Shasana, <laughs> um, who was? I think they were in they were in Thirty Rock, and then they they were in the um, they were Ghostbusters. Chev, Chev, Chevrolet, <laughs> is it not him you're talking about? Because uh, I don't remember them. They ever haven't. They don't think they ever had a show. No, it, yeah, che, it, Chevy Chase of, um, I mean, like community fame. He he had a show that lasted an astounding, staggering five weeks. Wow. Well, maybe why? There's, you so that's probably him. why. Five weeks. Yeah, five weeks. Well, for us, that sounds like a long time. <laughs> so we'll see if we, if we. How many it. weeks are we on there? Uh, this is the second. Week. Oh, l- um, lovely! That was quite a well-oiled machine, actually. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we've got Satan here. I, big fan, big fan. Thank you, thank you. And, and 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 unfortunately, only half the crowd arrived this week. But I don't think only there's half, anything. I mean, there's still at least three people in the audience. Yes, yeah, so I think. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, they actually came for Ian because that's who we put on the posters. Sorry to um, disappoint. That, that's, um, that is my. But that's fine. But um, anyway, you're in the same place. So do you want to yeah. um, tell the small audience and yeah. the big audience at home mm. um, yeah. about the show you recently performed? Yeah. So it was. It's called The Shark Is Broken. It is essentially the making of Jaws as a play. So you've got the three main characters, or the three main actors in George. George, three main actors in Jaws. Mm. Uh, so you got Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfuss, and Roy Scheider, um, and famously the shark, the mechanical shark they built for Jaws was broken. Hence the title, "The Shark Is Broken." Um, and the play is essentially three men stuck on a boat for eight weeks, getting on each other's nerves. And yeah. it's yeah, it's a really nice play, and it was very, very well received at Edinburgh. Lovely. I saw it. It even had. Um got five out of ten stars in some newspapers. <laughs> it got a... Which is good enough. We only... We got two stars um, from the Telegraph for this show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, which... I know, mean, it's it's five out of five. 
Five out of five. Yeah. So we got two out of five. Yeah. Oh, so that's not bad. It's better than yeah. Well, that's that's fine. I shouldn't have fired our publicist. No. Yeah. He probably did a good job for you yeah, getting yeah. your show into an actual newspaper. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty good. Um, but I think that play sounds good, and I would would watch it. But I'm too busy watching late night. Oh yeah. I mean, you've got your work. You've got to watch. 15 hours every day it's true uh, it's, it's a burden that I put on myself but yeah. it's actually society's burden yeah and you're taking that burden from them so yeah. you're doing them a favour yeah I don't think Jaws would have been made if I wasn't doing this no um, but that, that's just I my mean, opinion 20 years before your birth but... exactly well it's, and we're actually going to do something very exciting and it's a first for this show okay um, Late Night is known for its fun banter and it's fun games with their guests okay you know, well clearly we've fun, had some of that already little fun party games you know little fun um like oh yeah you yeah. know um everyone has their games no better use for a classically yeah, trained um, actor exactly uh, like the lip sync battle that was a famously uh yep. talk show game yeah and so i thought why don't i do my own game you know okay. are you willing to be the first ever person to I... do a game on this show i guess the crowd wants me yeah there we go and we're gonna do it sitting what do you think <laughs> very good very good Great. there saying that and this is what we like to call on the show let's create some movies <laughs> Fantastic. let's recreate some movies with us here um the idea was simply that i'm gonna give you some movies and then you're gonna try and recreate the movie okay saying maybe a famous line or even an impression okay, okay. and then um, to make you feel good as well, I will do it as well because secretly what this is is about showing how I'm more talented than the guests yeah that's actually what we're doing here. yeah it's um, a, it's a that's that's I wasn't meant to tell you that but that's actually what no I'm so um, the first fine. one here it's the, from the famous film um, it's time to recreate superhero bats Superhero Bats. Superhero Bats, the famous film. Because of copyright, we can't got actually... To, yep, okay, um, we didn't okay. have enough money. So this is also like a test of my skills of deciphering the this, copyright yeah, exactly. loopholes. Yeah, okay, okay. Superhero Bats. Superhero Bats, okay. Uh, we, we go now, yeah, we go yeah, now. Yeah, you go for it, yeah. And I can't say the name because of uh, uh, no, copyright. No, okay. Bad superhero. Oh, that's really good. Again, I'm gonna do that again. Can I try again? I'm bad superhero. Wow, I definitely know that. I definitely, I could, I could do that. Do you want me to do it? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go bat bats. Wow. Honestly, I'm astounded by you. And so the crowd, the crowd didn't actually go. Didn't go as loud for me then yeah. no, I, I don't did see you why. think you thought it was good though yeah it was really good okay well we're going to yeah. go into our second one um, and this one is called Weird Puppets for Children Weird Puppets for Children mm. okay I think I know what that is yeah you, you want to go first again yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. okay let's do it um. <laughs> oh gosh pig lady friend I, I'm Green Frog <laughs> that's incredible it was there in the room uh, yeah right I there in the room um, Channeling. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it now. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> okay. Um, um. Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Even that? The crowd like that one. Same. What did you think? 
not very good. Uncanny, wasn't it? Uncanny. Well, I think you, you probably got the first one was better, but I think we've won all, won all now, because I, I think everyone knows who I was trying to be. Um, and number three, we're going to go for the um, famous film from the 70s, Mafia film. Mafia film. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You come here on the day of my daughter's wedding, and you... Hey, oh, Italian, oh! oh that's a bit racist. I apologise to all of my Italian friends. Well, that, that's okay. Luckily, we're not syndicated in Italy yet. The show. <laughs> oh, that's good. Now. So it's purely, purely fine. No one's like gonna... within the realms of Brighton and Hove. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We're, we're a very local show here. Yeah. Um, um, there are no Italians at all in Brighton and Hove. No. Not that. No. 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 Where is Italy? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm not going to do it. Okay, um, Mafia film. Okay, see, so yeah, even I, I'm going to have to try and... Um, okay. I'm going to go for it now. Um, okay, well, I'm just going to... I was trying to think of which one to do, you know, because there's so many. Um, oh, you, you... You tried to get to kill me! Honestly, I thought I was on set of that film. Yeah. That was hauntingly beautiful. Well, because you played the son of Richard Dreyfuss. And I, I played the son of Robert De Niro. I, I, I played Richard Dreyfuss. You played Richard Dreyfuss. Yes. I met Robert De Niro. Did you? No. Oh. <laughs> but um, one day, he will be a guest well, on Yeah. Um, let's do the, the four films. I think the crowd's really loving this game. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's just kind of like... It breaks up the, you know, yeah. the monotony of, of an interview. Yeah. Um, let's I mean, go for... monotony of talking to me. Well, you, you've been a great... Uh, you, you've been a really good guest, Ian. Liam. Liam. Thank you. That's okay. Thank you, the, Rafe. The, the fourth, fourth film <laughs> is, um, is, you know, the, the famous franchise, Film Noir. Film Noir. Okay, yeah. so that's not a silly title. That isn't a whole, whole genre. Luckily, it's broad enough that we can't get sued. Okay, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, the weather turned colder than my ex-wife's heart. I was stood there in the in the in the cold. And it was it was raining, and I'm smoking a cigarette. That's wow! Really that was I actually wrote, I wrote that wow. So did I. I actually forgot we were doing the game. I yeah. thought I'd actually play. Yeah. Wow. I. I'm taken aback by myself. I don't know how I'm going to do better than that. Maybe I've got this one. Um, I'll, I'll go for it though. Um, okay. Um. You, you come in over here, sugar plum? You know nothing of me. Well, that was. I. I went. For you the, transformed. I went for the 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 female role. Yeah, like the femme fatale kind femme of. Fatale. Yeah. I was smoking as well. Yeah. Everyone's um, wearing in a, these films. Wearing it, a kind of very um, well-fitted red dress. I saw it was. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, um, and I, I think next week I might just um, wear that whole show. Yeah, I mean, do. Yeah, it it suited you really well. Thank you. Yeah, uh, and we got one more. One more. You're okay. To do it. okay. I think actually somehow um, we're, we're tied at who's done the best impressions. According mm. to the, the, the meter we on the screen it's actually been saying who's 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 done better. Who's done better. Yeah. I only just I only just saw that. Wow. Our editor decided it'd be Oh in the monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I see. You can yeah. See, it's like we're actually, I'm not sure who won which which one, but we are doing well. 
And the, the last one, it, it's a famous movie called The Pirate Movie. The Pirate Movie? Yeah, The Pirate Movie. Okay. You can guess which one that is. Okay. Um, and it, yeah, this is all to win for. All to win, okay, okay. Good luck. I, in case I was the ship, I was, the ship. I was the atmosphere of. You went for like kind of a foley yeah, representation yeah. of of the question. Just proving that I'm multi-talented. I think that was good. Have you ever considered being a ship in a play? I mean, I did in the our play. I did consider being the shark. So I guess it's kind of not at all similar. No, but it's a funny <laughs> anecdote, nonetheless. And now it's my time um, to see if I can win the competition. Uh, pirate movie. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Two for a pen. We got the Hunger Games. Two for a pen. We've got the. We got the uh, Godfather. Two for a pen. So you took that on its head. Yeah, yeah. I was. And you were a pirate DVD salesman. I was selling pirate DVDs. That was what I was doing. And actually, that, when I've got someone's a voice, the producers, oh, I actually said the real titles. So, because of copyright law, I won. <sighs> yeah, it seems that way. And Liam, Liam Murray's I won. Won, won, winning the first Good game, game. really yeah, good game. Well done, well done very much. Um, you see, now we have to get on to the extra questions. Oh, right, yeah, cool. Questions. Yeah. Um, and this is one that we have to ask so that you can promote yourself. And that is, um, do you have any upcoming film projects? Upcoming film projects. Yeah. Um, I do, actually. Um, I've been working with this really talented young writer-director called Raf Batchelor. Okay, yeah. Um, and he's the next Corsese. He's going to be big. He's going to be wonderful. Well, yeah. Um, but I, I can't really tell you the name of the project. Yeah, that's um, true. It's very top secret under wraps. But I do have a special clip for you. You have a clip? Yeah. It's, From this um, Yeah, oh, it's me the first time I read the script. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, we would happily. That'd be great. You great. Can show it for us in the audience. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you you want to show it now? Yeah. yeah. Roll it now. Um, cool. Wow, that was amazing. Thank you. That was really. I really felt the emotion that you got. Mm. Read, was that the first time? First time I read the script, first yeah. First time you read the script, wow. Yeah. And the, the director, who's? Uh, Raph Bachelor. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. they sound lovely. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get them on the show once. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure you will. I'm sure you get them. Can you get their contact? I mean, I might give you Ian Shaw's instead, accidentally. But... <laughs> that's and that's good. It's funny we can now laugh about Yeah. It. Um, now yeah, 16 minutes later. We, 16 can... That we, can, we can now laugh about it. Um, so now, and this one thing I've always wanted to know, because yeah. I've never actually talked to an actor. Okay. Yeah. In, in person, at least. Um, and I want to know, what's the most amount of words you can remember? The most amount of words I can yeah, remember? Yeah. I mean, hopefully at least 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I've never really thought about it. I mean, I can, I, let's say I did Hamlet. Yeah. Uh, there's about 30,000 words in Hamlet. Hamlet doesn't say all of them. It says a lot of them. It doesn't say all of them. No. Of um, cut that down. Maybe say about twenty thousand words if Pro it's a big script. Can you prove that right now for us in the audience? Can I prove that? Right Can now? you prove? Yeah, yeah. Hamlet is a four-hour play. Right, so 
we probably don't have time. Okay, but have have you even watched The Godfather? I, I'm I. <laughs> funny thing, actually, no. It's time for a new game, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. The first game went so well. Yeah. Right? Okay. So. Um, and so what I thought we could do is instead of having one game. Yeah. Because that one went really well. Yeah. We're now going to do a second game. Okay. Uh, two games in one two show. Two games, and then that way maybe I, you know, actually I can't win this game. This is only. It's not really. A it, this is like a win or lose you. for me. This is more. Yeah. This is more that I I give you questions that put you on the spot. Okay. Okay. And it kind of proves your kind of acting prowess. Okay. And it also just shows kind of. The audience at home could be like, oh, I'm like him. Okay. You know. You yeah, know. okay. And what this game is called, Who's the Better Actor? Who's the Better Actor? Oh, that's very good. Thank it's you. like looking in a mirror. Thank you. <laughs> and, and what this game is, I'm going to give you two different actors. Yeah. And you then have to, on the spot, decide, Who's the Better Actor? Who's the better actor? <laughs> Very good. Thank Very you. Very good. Uh, is it I'm, me? Is it just... You I, are... Uh, am I the answer for all of them? Can I make myself the answer for all of them? I, I don't... You're not on it. Uh, so, someone else wrote these Is parts. Ian Shaw on it? Ian Shaw's not on, on it. Oh, okay. Um, obviously, we think you're a better actor than, than Ian Shaw. Clearly, you booked him instead of me. <laughs> first one. Are you are you ready for the first um the first the first head to head? I am. Yes. Um, these are some legends against each other. Yeah. Um, and you don't want to upset any of them because what if you end up being you know, in the cast with one of these people? Yeah, exactly. I mean, can I say I one I pref in, enjoy more to watch? Yeah. Who, you know who's better? Who's a better actor? I mean, that's entirely subjective. Question one. Okay. De Niro or Maggie Smith? Ooh. Ooh. Maggie Smith, Professor McGonagall. Maggie Smith, Maggie Smith, Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith, number two. Daniel Day-Lewis or Shia LaBeouf? Eating all the bodies. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. In the Shia LaBeouf. Good Clearly, Forrest Gump. He won several Oscars. He's the master of his craft. Exactly, and he went to Vietnam. And he went to Vietnam. Vietnam. And we have this one, which I think is actually even harder than that. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence or Lawrence Fishburne. Ooh, two Lawrences. Mm. What if Jennifer Lawrence was in the Matrix, mm. and Lawrence Fishburne was Katniss Everdeen? Wow. Who could do the roles better? I think that instead of answering this question, we need them to answer that question. Exactly, and only then can you really know who's the better actor. Who's the better Lawrence? And there's um, one more here. Yep. Um, and it's the one that um, actually I've been seeing a lot of people talk about. Okay. Who's the better, Olivia Coleman or Will Smith? Ooh. See, my Britishness is saying I need to stick with my homeboys mm. and say Will Smith. Yeah. The most, one of the most famous British actors of all time. Yeah. Famous for... Uh, he, didn't he play Stephen Fry in QI? Yeah, in QI, the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a haunting betrayal of Stephen Fry, yeah. 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 So you, you, I, Will Smith, yeah. Will Smith. Without, without a doubt. Yeah. And that, that means that, you didn't really, that that's who you're saying is the, the best actor of all time? Because it was the last question, and 
with, with, who's the better actor is finished. Then who's the better the actor? Finished uh, with the final answer being uh, Will Smith. Uh, you can in watch. his betrayal of Stephen Fry. Yeah, and he's now in the film Gemini Man, which you can watch in cinemas soon. So um, that's actually why we, you know, we we are sponsored by Gemini Man. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so we yeah. are. So that but, was. So luckily, you said. Will I Smith. mean, there was a gun held to my head, much in the same way as like a seven-year-old me was. Yeah. You somehow got the technology to clone and. It was terrifying, really. Yeah. Well, that's just how that's how advertising works. Yeah. Um, we have um, one more question mm-hmm. here, and it's actually a bit bit serious. Okay. Uh, really about the profession of acting, um, and that is, um, if you are such a good actor, can you do an impression of me? <laughs> Someone in the crowd has had Siri on. Um, uh, hey Siri, stop ruining the talk show. <laughs> Great, very good. Uh, now, Cheers, now, we'll, now we'll go back. Now, Special if guest. If you're such a good actor, Liam Murray Scott, mm. can you do an impression of me? Can I do an impression can of you? Can you do an impression of me, the host of this show? Now, what I, what I want you to do, um, and I'll do this to any actor that comes in, and we're going to find out who's the best actor. Yeah. Is I want who's the better actor? Who's the better actor? We are. I, I want you to say. Welcome to the, the, the Weekly Late Show, later tonight, with Raf Bachelor. That's your line. Okay. Um, and, you know, you can have as much time as you want to, um, to you know, how much time do you think you need? Uh, I think I'm ready to go. You think you're ready? Yeah, yeah just... You think you're ready? Okay, there's a crowd, the crowd's ready. The crowd's ready. Say it you're good. I'm good. Okay, we're well, good. Are you, are, you, are you ready to go? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, you ready to do the line? Yep. Yep, okay. Remind me again, one more time. It's, um... Welcome to the late, the weekly late show later tonight live with Raf Bachelor. Okay, I think I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. you ready? Okay, okay. you good? <clears throat> Welcome to the weekly late show later tonight with Raf Bachelor. Oh wow, that was incredible. I, I, yeah, I really felt. How did you connected to that line? Is it, it? That was it actually, and that's how good you are on stage normally. I like to think so. Yeah. Well, I think that's a. The, the, the best thing I can think as but that's a very good advert for you. Yeah. And I think that's why everyone in the crowd should um, should be looking at everything you do. Mm. Thank you very much. And there we go. Thank you very much for being our second ever guest. Um, that is uh, Liam Murray Scott. Um, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you very much. There we go. And that, man, thank you everyone. That's actually that's the end of our show. Um, thank you for this extended interview. And we'll be back next week reviewing um, all, all your favourite late night. Um, and there'll be an, another guest or something. But wait, wait, there's one more thing. You didn't think we would be leaving without doing our power rankings. It's our top five of the week, and I'm going to quickly run them down now. Number five, it was a a toss-up between Stephen Colbert and James Corden. I thought James Corden had the the funnier bit, but uh, Stephen Colbert had the Tom York interview. But number five, entering the power rankings for the first time, it's The Late Late Show with James Corden. Number four, it's The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon for the first time. I thought uh, his interview with Joaquin Phoenix and his... Natalie Portman, Madeline Fit, it was too good not to include. Number three, it was number one last week's Full Frontal of Samantha B had the best remote. Number two, it's The Daily Show because of his impassioned speech. And number one, for the first time entering the top five, and it's at number one, and it's the first time a number one's gone to a, a classic talk show, and that's Jimmy Kimmel Live, and that's all because of his um, incredible Danny DeVito interview. That's it, the show's done. I'll uh, see you next week when we review... The rest, the rest of talk, whatever, the late night. Here we go, yeah, we did it.